0: It's up there. I thought you were recording
1: this.
0: One. Yeah, we're recording.
1: So why, why do you think someone's watching?
0: Uh well we we re, uh, we record all of them but they're all live on YouTube. All right. So it's not like it has to be live. I could just record it off the air but fuck it. So, we're here with Javier Viegas or John Village, depending on who you ask. Uh,
1: I huh. Javier Viegas today.
0: Huh? today. Javier Viegas today. Okay. I
1: was thinking John Village died in one of my last videos.
0: Well, I didn't but see I, that I, one. i I didn't see the one where John Village died. I need to see that.
1: I think he died. he had a stroke or something. I thought it was a heart attack, but someone told me that those were the symptoms of a stroke, so it might have been a stroke.
0: I really missed this video. You actually made a video of John Village dying. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find the original uh, video where I was your agent.
1: Oh, I have it. It's it's on on my own YouTube page. I'll send it to you.
0: Alright, perfect. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I wanted to talk to Javier about um, being mentally strong because To be quite honest with you, I've like and I've had Javier say I'm scared, but he's never seemed scared and he's always thrown down everywhere, no matter what the conditions were. So I feel like if you were going to ask somebody, if I was going to ask somebody about being like just always on point all the time, no matter what the conditions are, Javier would be my go to guy or Chuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Chuck has more of an idea what he's doing.
0: But I think uh, Chuck just um, actually doesn't care that like I think you got it backwards. Like like I think for how Chuck appears, I think that he's just more of a wild man. I think you're a little more calculated than Chuck is. I I
1: I think I used to trust a lot of my ability whether I was right or wrong, I could tell myself you know what you're doing. Whether I did or not? <laughs> like I kept repeating myself with my mantra. Like I keep repeating myself. You know what you do. You do this every day. Like it's gonna work. But you know, a little bit of the backside of that, I wasn't that hundred percent sure it was gonna work my way. I just kept trusting it, and it kept going that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's everybody know, right? Like. My biggest issue is jumping a jump the first time. But once I've jumped it once, even if it's been like a year, right? If it's like a dirt jump or something, it's always way easier to jump it again for the first time because I can be like, you know how to do this. So I just set it on myself and I'm just like, listen, just like you said, trust in my ability you know how to do this. You've already jumped it before. Just jump it. And it's way easier to convince yourself to do it that time than to do it the very initial time when you haven't jumped it at all.
1: Well, yeah, there, there's also like when I get to that point, like it's been a while since I hit this ramp or, or this setup and I have to go there and I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's been six months since the last time I did it. And uh, I started developing this now that I've been working with all these kids riding in my backyard on, on these ramps, talking about big tricks and I'm not committed to them. And I told them, like, there's two ways to look at it. If you go, if you do it quick enough, you don't get enough time to be scared. Like, don't get yourself enough time to be scared of what you're going to do. And if you actually had enough time to be scared, you have to think like, dude, this is gonna be over in a second. Whatever goes good or bad is gonna be over in a second and you just like face it and go for it. That's what I've been doing. Like when I developed this this way of thinking, trying to teach these kids how to do the things they're gonna do on their bikes and scooters.
0: Well, the way I explain it to people is so like at the the days where I'd be at shows or something and I would be nervous, I would the whole day I would just go through the motions of the day right and it's like if you're concentrating exactly if you're concentrating on what you are doing right now what i have in my hand right now i can't be worried right because if you're in the present moment you're constantly worried about i i'm holding this thing don't drop this thing or whatever you know yeah yeah,
1: because that's what i'm saying like if you give enough time to yourself to think about it dude i gotta go jump this normally set up on a tiny basketball arena and you know with no traction no pads on the wall and you start thinking about it, you're just going to start hyping yourself about it and go there, most likely hit that wall because you're just thinking about that outcome. That if you don't think about it until you have to face the ramp, you don't get yourself enough time to really freak out about it. And you can focus on what you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Once it's time to go, it's time to go. You can't, at that point, you have to be focused. Well, I mean, but it even goes, <clears throat> like we were saying, if you just go through all the steps at hand, Right Then once you get to the actual step of jumping the ramp, that's where, you're at, where you are and you have to jump it or whatever. There, so then you're, you should still be in the present moment of just thinking of the things that you have to do to accomplish this goal versus being like, like you said, thinking about it way prior to where you can think about if I go long. Listen, I've done it, sat there and imagined myself going long and smashing the wall or whatever. You know, it it. <laughs> it's so easy to do that to yourself and just start imagining <laughs> things. And you're like, what are you doing? Just don't, even, don't, don't think about that.
1: Well, you have so much time in the air to think about all the things you could have done different to avoid what's going to happen right now.
0: Well, the problem is when you mess up off the lip, that three seconds, you can have like a hundred thoughts.
1: Yeah, uh, you're like, thinking like, man, I should probably not go that far away to turn and start guessing. Maybe sure should take the traction. Maybe it's too late now, but you got all that time to think about how you messed up and how, what you're going to do to save it or to get the minimal amount of damage as you land.
0: Exactly. Where am I going to skid? Where looks like the best place for me to skid on my face. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer away from that big steel thing and I'm going to try and aim over here.
1: Well, I did uh, a month ago. I was doing this show in Germany. Uh, for Night of the Jumps like they call it N- The Nation Series or something like that and this kid from Germany dude, like dude he landed perfect but for some reason he whisked a throttle as fast as you could go into a wall it, it was all over Instagram freaking kid did a, pinned it from the landing to the wall and you know those are the things like how do you do that like how, why like like it goes so fast, and as soon gas, there's no time to grab the brake or the clutch or nothing. It's like, oh, here it, here it
0: is! Whoa. Yeah, Now that. Sometimes, is he was he a new kid?
1: Yeah, it's a, a new <laughs> kid in Germany.
0: Yeah, just panicked. did re- listen. I anybody, if you get whiskey throttle and your wrist gets stuck, lift your elbow. That's what I tell myself all the time. If I get stuck, I'm just like, don't try to roll your wrist off. Lift the elbow.
1: I tried to grab my clutch.
0: <laughs> That's probably a good one.
1: Yeah, I know mean, you're still moving at high speed into a wall, but not accelerating anymore. I mean, it's not that much time that you have between landing and whiskey throwing into a wall. There's, what, two, three seconds more? It's not that much.
0: Yeah, no, not very much at all. Especially if you panic and get stuck in, like I said, your arm gets stuck into that type of position. Then you're kind of done. Paul did that shit. Broke his hip.
1: Well, I did it and I was lucky enough that this was more one of those high-end events that had a bunch of tough blocks in the wall. A dumb layer of tough blocks. still hurt, but I was alright.
0: Yeah. So that's just it. That basically you said the same thing I was thinking is just pretend it's a normal day until it's too late to pretend it's a normal day. <laughs> and at yeah. that point you then need to focus on what is going on right now and you don't have time to be scared about today.
1: Except I I behave like any other day, like I'm hitting my own rent, my own setup. I behave like that until the front wheel takes off the rent. Then it's switched to flips, like, okay, what are we are going to do now? See, I normally so
0: there, there I normally such... start freaking out when I rolled out onto the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, do, I do freak out a little bit. Like, uh, this last show I did in Germany two weeks ago, uh, I was hitting one, one of those European uh, ramps, a uh, meter radius, they're supposed to be popular. So they set it up a little bit closer, and those are things that start going around your head. Okay, this ramp's popular, it is closer. And as I'm going to approach it, like, I'm going to do a test run, and I lined up, and I realized I'm inside a trench. There's no way out. Uh, as soon as I got into the ramp, the only way out was clearing the ramp. And I had to stop, turn around like a freaking amateur, ask to move the top logs out of the way and roll away and just jump it right at the back. There was no test run, for, uh, test run for me. And the whole way to the running thing think, like, just gas it like you would gas any other ramp. If you go long, you go, you go long, but don't case this. This is a super cool fact. And uh, actually, it worked pretty good. Also, because the guy in charge of my bike promised me a 50-foot sprocket, and he didn't set it. He didn't put it in. And I was riding a different uh, sprocket, and I didn't know it until after practice. But that played in my favor, I guess. Damn. And the fact that I was riding a really crappy bike in Brazil the week before that.
0: Um, But the constant radius ramp, you have to stay on the gas through the top of the face, right? Uh, uh, a little
1: bit. It kicks you a little bit, but it doesn't throw you as high as, uh, as the American ramps.
0: Really? Yeah. Because uh, we had some constant radius ones, those um Innovate Concepts ones, and they were constant radius, and they sent your ass to the moon. But yeah, you had to make sure that you were held off a little bit extra long so that you could have it fucking pinned through the face otherwise you were pinned in the air.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I hit it just like, well, it depends the ramp. Also, it's not only the ramp, it's just set up sometimes, you know, like, dirt is never level. The ramp could be maybe somewhere, whatever, like, I just jumped like a regular ramp and I only had to jump it once because then we had another ramp It was more similar to American ramps I ended up just jumping that But, the first jump, the first ramp I hit was that because I was the only one that was ready at the time.
0: Nice, the so guinea pigged yet for no reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I wasn't the first one to jump, and the European guys were really like, "Ah!" Uh, and then they were upset I was jumping the other ramp because they said, "No, this ramp." You know how it is. Everywhere you yeah, go, yeah. my ramp's the best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. If you want to jump the other ramp and not put fucking ruts in the run-up to this one, I'm totally fine with that. Go ahead and jump don't that
1: know, one. i okay with that. I don't know what was the problem. With that.
0: <laughs> you mean but less that... people are going to make a rut at this ramp? Oh. <laughs> no, but... these
1: guys were upset because we were supposed to do a train, and Mason and I didn't want to hit their ramp, so they were stuck jumping our, our ramp, and they couldn't level. Like, they were ending. Every time they jump, I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, you can do freezing for... All first in existence, the and these are guys like the best guy from Europe, and you're strong and on, okay, that's a own business.
0: Did you tell him to turn his idol up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: tell, I don't tell the, the other people what to do anymore. Because I don't want younger people telling me what to do. You're older. Yeah, older than the new generation.
0: <laughs> you're an old man in this sport now. You and Mason, fuck. Dude,
1: we're, we're, we're already going you know, through a middle life crisis and I'm on the retirement plan already.
0: I know. I retire Well, I'm also older, so I guess it'll be the same by the time you guys retire. But you're probably already, how old are you? 35? 36? I'll be 35 this year. Oh, yeah, I retired at 36. So
1: I still would like to push out at least five more years. Of- Having my other kid is eighteen; he can, you know, do his own stuff and watch his dad during his whole life, never have to work for, you know, a regular job. At least until he leaves, I'll keep him on minimum sixteen, so I can retire earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember when you first had your kids, you were like, "I don't think I want them to ride." I don't like. I love riding, but. I know the shit I've been through. I don't want them to ride, and now you got an action village in your backyard, and everybody and their brothers over there doing backflips.
1: Well, I still have the same mindset. <laughs> I really, really, really didn't want to, and and I know if I deny it, like if I close the doors to that option, they're gonna go somewhere else and do it. And yeah. Actually, watching watching them ride either dirt bikes or bicycles or scooters it takes a lot more, more mental strength of me and everything i do like watching watching how do backflips and Benjamin doing backflips then going to the bmx jumps and jump stuff that i don't even know how to jump that takes a lot out of me because i'm freaking out i'm scared but i can show them that because if i show them i'm scared that's going to translate to them and they're going to start being cautious about what, they, what they're doing. And I really want them to find their own limits. I don't want to give them my limits. And, and that takes a lot out of me. I just like, keep giving, like, giving props for whatever they do, whether I'm freaking out or, or I'm okay with whatever they're trying.
0: You know, and that's a good... That kind of translates over into what we were talking about and the fear thing. And I think that, like, the fact that Austin... And Ray didn't do backflips is contributed to the fact of them watching Paul and I have so much like mental anguish about flipping so like they saw how nervous we were about it and that's how they perceive it now but if they were around a bunch of people like because they're super talented riders they're way more talented than I am like there's no reason that both of them shouldn't be fucking flipping they're way more talented but it's just the fact of they watched us trip out about flipping and that got into their head. And that really was impressed upon them. And then they took on like that type of view of the I mean, flip. So uh, how old uh, were they when they were
1: starting to with you and watching you do that What Yeah, they were probably 17, 18, 19, yeah. 20. Yeah, like, that's a really important age kids to develop their personality so if they're watching you freaking out they're like whether they're playing it cool and you know calling oh man you're a pussy you all that but at, at the bottom line that's still getting on their heads like it's yeah. getting on the back of their heads like dude yeah playing the guy I worked with telling me pretty much everything I know he's scared about this it's just because there's something going on well on the other hand you got my kids here watching me flip all kinds of stuff not because I thought it was easy because I just wanted to progress. I wanted to prove the whole industry that I was worth being here. And they saw us, dude, my dad flips everything. I can flip it too. And dude, dad flips me. And the first time I took my son to flip, to flip to a skateboard, I was man. I really didn't want him to do this, but she wants to, and I have to be supportive.
0: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, you know, and I had a conversation with somebody about um, those guys, and they were like, they were like, nah, nah, they're just good riders. And I was like, listen, I'm not taking that away. I didn't teach them how to ride. I didn't give them their ability. But there are groups of people, like there was two kids in Florida that rode together, had a freestyle course, all that shit, but didn't do that many tricks. And it was because the people that they were surrounded were with were scared and weren't doing that many tricks. But if those guys, like, so then... Ray and Austin, those guys, were way better than those other kids because the original people that they saw are uh, Paul and I. But you can see that they do all the tricks that we thought were that we did easy. They do all those tricks, like, way better than we ever did them and way easier than we ever did them. So if they were around somebody like you... Or you know, like, or in California, like where, or even let's let's take Nevada for example. Is it a coincidence that there's like whatever six good guys come out of uh, Reno, Nevada that all knew each other growing up,
1: yeah. riding together almost every day? Yeah, it's, it's that it's like watching the little guys ride on a level and pushing it every day. That's what gets you to the next riding ability, like. Keep pushing your ability to start watching art. If that guy can do that, I can
0: do it too. Exactly. And a a lot of it, you know, when we were um, out on the East Coast, you know, all that we saw was stuff in magazines or VHSs or whatever, you know. So I think automatically in your head, those guys were like larger than life because all that you saw was stuff in magazines or videos or whatever, you know. And when you actually know somebody and hang out with them and jump the same ramp and this and that, it brings it to like a more attainable level versus watching somebody on, you know, TV or whatever. So, I mean, it, it's all um, what you're exposed to and what the normal level for the people that you're riding with is. If everybody, you know, I tell people, uh, let's take like um, where I grew up. You know, nobody really rides. So all those guys are like, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. You can't jump that. You can't make that. Now, if I'm with you, it's basically like a race to jump something. It's okay. not can it be jumped. Yeah, it's, it's who's going to jump it first, right? So it's a totally different atmosphere.
1: And, and well, California has slowed down on that. Like, there's not as many people writing as it used to be five, ten years ago. But there's still, like, it, and that actually hurts my writing because I have to pretty much go on a hunt to keep on pushing my writing. And and I translate it to something else now. Like, I, I write with writers with a uh, lower writing ability than me, right? Not writing ability, but writing level than me. I've been writing a lot with Vicky Golden lately. But my goal to keep pushing my running is like, well, if she can do this because she started, like if she can get double grabs, I should be able to be doing rock solid backflips. So as soon as she learns double grabs, a regular double grabs, I start working on rock solid backflips so I can, you know, keep up my, not watching someone better than me, but not letting that someone newer newcomer catch up to me. And now she's getting the backflip style and I'm like, what the hell I'm supposed to do? So as soon as I start working on 360s. And, man, fucking it (laughs) sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, what, where, um, I guess Taka's hurt right now at the moment. Who do you normally, I know that you ride a lot with Vicky, but who else do you normally ride with?
1: Well, I do ride with Taka when he's not out of town, which is like every two weeks when it's, uh, Vicky, Taka, Jimmy, Fitzpatrick, and, um, every now and then, I Twitch, Axel Hodges, but... They're, like, on a different program th- than I am. Like, they know they have to keep progressing to keep making it. Like, I do have to keep pushing it to get a spot in the next event. So that, that's pretty much what I'm doing. And, and it doesn't seem like there's anyone else that's actually pushing it that hard. The only way I see pushing it hard is on these coaches. It's, the it's Brody Wilson. That's focusing mm-hmm. on that snow bike. I'm bummed to not see him on X Games, though.
0: Yeah, what I felt like either sled or um, snow bike. Like, how is he not in X Games?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Dude. Like, I think he's on the same group that I am, and we actually pissed someone off on the industry, really high in the industry, we never get a chance. Like, it's it's hard for us to get into any of the bigger events.
0: Yeah, that is weird because he started flipping that um sled like far enough in advance. You figure he would have gotten a um. Yeah, but that
1: was a year ago. Yeah. Well, it probably was the fact that he was flipping it wrong. He wasn't kissing his tag every time he flipped. That's why they didn't want
0: to be. He was flipping it smooth and looked like fucking in control? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: right. Stella wanted to be on the show today. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Stella <laughs> there. All right. Yeah, so that's... um. I mean, we pretty much got to how you, how you handle the, you know, the fear. And, and a lot of things, like you said, like a lot of riding and stuff like that and dealing and dealing with like, um, you know, a, a level, you're going to ride at the level of the people around you. And so if you surround you, you know, everybody says, surround yourself people in the same mission, this and that, but they don't explain it. And it's like, yeah. basically, if everybody around you thinks that you're a fucking lunatic for trying to jump stuff. You're not going to be, uh, apt to it's jump. A second
1: guessing yourself. Like, maybe I do need some help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe this is stupid. Maybe <laughs> this is a totally stupid idea, and I'm an idiot for Which doing it. Which it is. Which it is. I agree. I'm
1: with that people, dude. Like, I'm with that people. Like, doing bikes on a 200-ton motorcycle with all kinds of spinning pieces of metal, it's not smart. But, man, it's so much fun. I. Yeah.
0: I agree. I was just, before I got hurt, dude, I was having so much fun just even racing, just doing laps and s- starts and racing people. I was pumped on the vet stuff.
1: Yeah, but freaking bikes, dude.
0: I know. <laughs> Motorcycles are so fun until they're not.
1: Yeah, well, that's pretty much the first, like, the first couple of weeks after any accidents when your mental strength goes to.
0: Him. Yeah, when like, you're like, like, I this?
1: like yeah. oh, no, I'm so, so I'm now. This is it. I'm sending the Monday.
0: Dude, I fucking was racing a um a vet class at a local race in Texas with like six people in my class, and I whole shot it and was gone by like sixteen seconds. And go to jump some triple. I jumped once in practice, case the shit out of it and break my leg. Like, absolutely no reason for me to jump that fucking triple at all. And then for, for the next six months, I'm just like, you didn't need to jump that. <laughs> but
1: that wouldn't be the thought if you actually cleared it.
0: Did nothing. I wouldn't have thought about it again.
1: Yeah, man, that triple was so cool.
0: It was so much fun. It was fun in practice. It dried out, and it got so dry that I just spun all the way up the face and just cased it. But, I mean, even even so, think about it. Like you said, like, three feet more, no problem. It's a little, <laughs> you hang your wheel up at the top, and you're like, oh, that was a little bit short.
1: Yeah, d- yeah, freaking dirt bike slam. And for me, it's probably two weeks after every injury. It's like, dude, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? I didn't need to do that. You know what? I'm done with all this pain. I don't want to suffer anymore. I'm going to get a regular job on Monday. As yeah. And, then, get a regular and, job.
0: and that's when the real pain comes in.
1: Yeah. But then as soon as the actual pain, like the main pain for the first impact, it starts fading away, which is about two weeks on, I'm starting missing writing. I'm like maybe we can push some other show, you
0: know, make it through the month. Mm-hmm. I'll get this show, make it through the month, so I have enough time to get a new job, and then we the do again, do more shows. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, man. I believe me, I've been offered some shit that I've turned down, and I'm like, three grand a week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Dirtbanks
0: are a hell of a drug, man. Yo, I tell people it's like stripping. It's too easy to go make a couple grand and then hang out for a couple weeks, you know? You just gotta be scared and shake your ass in front of some people, (laughs) and then you're good.
1: That's a good analogy.
0: We're like... We are. Do you remember um, uh, Jeff Banks? Yeah. He always used to say, like, they would have money and they'd be like, roll over. Roll over, <laughs> and he goes out and does a rollover, and that's it, he gets his money. Uh, He's like, I'm like a dog, dude, I just roll over for money, for treats.
1: It, it is true, like, we, do, we do, do all kind of tricks for treats, but <laughs> we're also having fun, dude, like, it is fun to do, it is you, fun to train yourself every now and then, like, seriously, when I go a long time repeating the same tricks and not getting scared, I get bored, and doesn't want to start pushing my running again. But I need someone like that's pushing it with me because if not, I don't get motivated to do it.
0: Yeah. Now think about how good Hartman got by himself in a field. Right. Or even Brody. Brody rides by himself right. most of the time. Like, how the fuck do you motivate yourself like that?
1: Well, when you're younger, it's easier to motivate yourself. I don't know if he's still as motivated as he used to be. Like, <clears throat> also getting doors closed every time you try something you sort of lose motivation and you're sort of wondering why, why are you even doing this? And and for me, it's been like that, like <clears throat> trying to get into X Games and they're like, oh, no, dude, we got a stacked field. We, we can't set you there. Or having to qualify <clears throat> back to home games or not even get a call for X Fighters, stuff like that. Yeah, I really lose motivation out of that. But the only motivation I have now is like waking up and looking at both my kids and just saying, like, dude, I taught them that you gotta keep pursuing your dream. And I can't quit. Like, I made it this for now. I can't quit now. Like, we're all in the same boat. They, they all make sacrifices for me. My wife made sacrifices for me. And, and I can't just say, you know, we're done. We're just trying to do something else. I can't do that now. That's my main, main motivation now. Keep pushing it for them. No, not even for me anymore. Like, it is for me because I love writing, but it's also for them because they've done a lot for me to keep up with my. my Expectations of
0: life. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think they're learning good lessons, obviously. And those kids have already seen you persevere through some shit. Yeah, they
1: had to pick me up pretty much at, on pieces on the ground.
0: Well, they
1: were even laughing at me on the ground too, which is rough. That's that's like one of the hardest ones I had. It wasn't a bicycle though. I crashed in front of them and they were just cracking up while I was trying not to die.
0: What, <laughs> what about um, that? Was Javier's first bad injury? His foot?
1: Oh, his, uh, his broken ankle? Yeah, that was his first injury, with injury and everything. And that's when I told him, dude, the injury that you have is like tiny. Like, there's a bunch of injuries that hurt a lot more than this. And you felt how much this one hurt. Like, you were crying. Like, it's from here and up. Like, it, there's no injury that's less than that. Like, this is, like, the minimum amount of pain you're going to feel in an injury. Now, it's your call. Do you want to keep on going? you want to keep riding dirt bikes? you want to keep doing backflips on bicycles? Because it's going to happen again. It's your call. Like, I'm not going to force you. If you're not into it, I totally understand. I'll support you. Because like, no, I actually want to keep riding. And... He's been itching to hit all his jumps and he's still like another week out before he's clear to start getting into it. But he wants to do it and I know it's going to suck for all of us, but it's, I have to support it. Maybe he can make it a career out of this, maybe not, but I don't want him to go into adulthood thinking that he didn't get all the chances of doing what he wanted to try.
0: No, that's good. You know, I tell people that you're not really a freestyler until you go through the two years of constant injuries, right? Because everybody goes through that two Like, you get hurt, and then you come back, and then you get hurt right again, and then there's, and like... You,
1: you're not even dancing and pay for the last thing you when you're wrapping leg around your neck again.
0: Exactly. You, you're barely, you're limping along, just barely riding, and then you fuck yourself up again right <laughs> off the bat, and then you're just, like... <laughs> Uh, I don't know about this. Well, yeah, that, that's
1: pretty much a cutting edge. That's when if you go through that, you can go through anything.
0: Exactly. And everybody and goes through that. Yeah. And everybody goes through that. It's just how um early or far into their career does it happen, you know, because um everybody's gonna gonna hit that point and uh it's you know, I would tell people if it's your first time on a motorcycle and you break your tib fib, you're probably over it. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the, that's the end of motorcycles for you. But if you're a couple of years in and you're really good and then you break a leg, you know what I mean. It's a different thing. But if like it, it really is how early on, you know, have you caught the bug fully um, before you get hurt and really got some aspirations, or does it happen like right off of the bat and you're just like, yeah, this shit's a
1: little too much, yeah. Well, that's what's gonna happen. Like, you're gonna go through that, which is gonna be like a barrier of what separates you know, boys from men pretty much. And that's when you realize, like, you know what, I'm gonna keep writing at this level, you know what, I'm gonna keep pushing it, you know what, this is not for me. Yeah, so those are the three things that are gonna happen. You're either gonna keep writing at that level, never gonna push it ever again because you're gonna go, you don't wanna go through that, or you're either gonna quit you know what, this was just a small setback, but I'm going to keep on
0: pushing. See, I was right in between, um, I'm never going to push it again, and I'm going to push it some more. <laughs> I only so, slightly uh, pushed it after, 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 my, after my string of injuries, I only like slightly pushed it after that. I, I made yeah, sure yeah, I was really safe. You said you didn't
1: want to, wanted to flip your 450, and then you came to California and flipped it. And then did some free ride with Twitch, and Twitch gave you a thumbs up, and I think that was your happiest day
0: of your life. (laughs) that was it. Twitch was like, what's up? You jumped this. Yo, I I jumped a dirt hit. Never jumped it before. Just followed Twitch off of it. He's Which like, was
1: like already for you,
0: like you were like drinking that. <laughs> I still have that video. I actually just watched it the other day. I'm gonna post it up. And then as we're rolling off from the downside, like he didn't even. So here's the whole story. I started. I had a bike with no graphics on it or anything. There wasn't one thing on it. I was just totally black. I had no name on my shit, anything. And I just started following him around and jumping shit behind him for like a couple of minutes. And he finally stopped and I rolled up to him and he he realized who it was. So he started laughing because he was like, he even said, he goes, I had no idea who that who the hell was following me around. So then he goes, did you try to hit this other jump? It's like right next to that one. So I I um, just followed him right off it and I landed. And as we're going into the turn, he like looks back and sees, sees that I jumped it and gave me a thumb up. And Javi and I were just like, Shh. Twitch just gave me... Twitch just gave me a thumbs up on a dirt hit. I mean, I, you know what I mean? I can fucking call it quits right quit now. Right you should have quit right there.
1: You should have quit right
0: there. I should have. I wouldn't have broke my leg or anything. I should have <laughs> just stopped right then, got thumbs up from Twitch, call it a day. That's
1: it. Load your bike, never unload it again. <laughs> the funny thing about that situation, you know how many people has done that? I think Twitch was testing you,
0: Yeah.
1: how many people has followed him at Fitzland? It just
0: ate shit right behind him. I don't know. I mean, the landing—it
1: happens, happens a lot. Like people say, all, oh, "Let me follow you up this jump," and boom, dead right on those
0: jumps. Here's the thing, though: those dirt jumps, like that day that I jumped that dirt jump, and you are like, "Whoa, I can't believe you jumped that!" That landing is a hundred fucking feet long. How in the f- like? I would have had to have been an entire gear totally wrapped out to miss that landing.
1: Yeah, but when you don't have a nice setup suspension or any riding skills,
0: they get you. So, are you saying I didn't crash because I have good suspension?
1: And a decent amount of skills. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm giving you thoughts like that.
0: I was riding McCarty's bike, which was hard as fuck. So, I probably could have gone to flat on that thing and still survived it. I no, if I'd gone long on that, definitely. The, it, like, you end up dropping, like, another 50 feet if you go long on that thing. But it wasn't, it's so far out there, it wasn't going to happen. I was just yes. pumped that I impressed Javier and Twitch in those two days. It well, you,
1: you impressed me when, when you guys went to the hills and you jumped the way to heaven.
0: The,
1: you know, you what, four or five days thing that thing by shovel?
0: Which one? Um,
1: the way to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You from nothing. From yeah.
0: Stretch. That impressed you?
1: That you jumped that thing? Yes.
0: What about the um big step up out at Ritchie that we jumped?
1: That's
0: the one I'm talking about. Oh no, that not stairway. The one years ago, the one that you flipped. The one, oh, the one that, that, the that, one that of, uh, Alex Cervantes, Cervantes broke his leg on, like thirty feet in front of me.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 was impressive too. But I don't know, dude. We were younger. The younger you are, like, the less I get impressed. Like, mostly, <laughs> you know, I've developed this maybe because I'm older and I'm hitting on the newer generation. When someone still tells me, like, oh, this is the youngest right to over double backflip. So, youngest means less responsibility, you know, less pain in the balls, joints are more lubricated. Like, everything's better. When you're young, yeah, when you're younger, do whatever you want. Now if you show me, hey, this is the oldest guy to over do a double backflip, now I'm impressed.
0: Now you're like, oh, praise yeah, the <laughs>
1: like, like Paul, dude. He was he was scratching those fifty.
0: Yeah, I, I and, th- dude,
1: he was still doing super flips and learning new tricks. And dude, he was riding up there. Dude.
0: That was the he most impressive course. part to me was that he was still progressing.
1: Exactly, dude. Oh. When you're getting fifty to fifty, your brain doesn't work at the same speed. No, your bones and muscles are aching. He was still pushing. Dude, I'm 34 and my mornings are not a party.
0: And your balls suck up into your body when you're like, you're you want me to I do what?
1: what? I'm here, how the hell am I paying mortgage next month? Yo,
0: you you got, like, I tell people now, they go, why'd you stop riding? And I'm like, I'm a dinosaur. And I don't want to do the shit these fucking guys are doing now. I don't want to have to do kiss of death flips. Well, that's probably, that's
1: what I fucked up because I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't.
0: To. I'm like so glad that that shit ain't even bouncing around in my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I still freak out when I say like, dude, there's so many people doing double that so I'm gonna have to, gonna have to start doing that club soon. But do I? I. That's the thing. Like I'm divided. I want to. I'm. I'm scared as fuck. Yes, but I want to.
0: Yeah. I mean I think wanting to and being scared don't necessarily have anything to do with each other. Maybe I'm just so scared I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: like if you're scared enough, you don't want to do this stuff. Like I'm still like, you know what? Because I ha- I was practicing practicing those three sixties on the on the one uh-huh. And I thought about doing a double back into the phone pit with that bike, and then I was like, dude, I really don't want to get buried in this phone pit. That freaks me out more than actually like you know, crashing at a double back. So you need to
0: get out. an airbag. Then you need to tell Jimmy to get an airbag, and then you can just wad yourself up on the airbag even when you land on your wheels.
1: Well, those airbags are not as much fun as people
0: think they are. phone uh, pits aren't as much fun as people think they are either.
1: No, no airbags are even less fun.
0: They're less fun than foam pits. <laughs>
1: less fun than that. Yeah. I mean, but... airbags are. Or that intermediate step between the foam pit and and the dirt.
0: So mulch. Starting from the Airbags are like mulch.
1: So, mulch is still more advanced.
0: More advanced than airbag.
1: Yeah, it would be it would be foam pit, the the air box airbag, then the landing airbag, then mulch, then dirt. That's how it goes.
0: Well, I feel like a man then, because I just went foam pit to mulch, to dirt. Those weren't
1: days, man. We <laughs> <laughs> should sure have that beer back then, that Bentley beer back then.
0: Yeah. Remember, I even bailed off, like, my 10th one. I
1: remember. I think it was the second one, but whatever. No,
0: happened? it was, like, it was at least six. <laughs> it was a ways in, because it was, I, I jumped, like, uh, I flipped, like, I jumped a bunch of times, but I flipped like 10 times in the first session or 12 times or something oh, okay. like that, and then I stopped. But it was like right before I stopped, I ended up bailing because I was just like over-pulled a teeny bit but was just excited and it just ended up... Uh... And, you know, if we look back,
1: wasn't even that much of an over-rotation. No,
0: I probably would have been fine. I would have rode it out for sure. And you know what I noticed?
1: Like all these kids that practicing on airbags and front pits like nonstop,
0: they all loop out because they have to, so they don't just eat their handlebars. Or
1: if they're under rotating, they think it's a great idea to land on their shoulders. Yeah. Like every time they under rotate, they just like go like this. Yep. And we can land sideways. Well, we never actually have that option.
0: Well, that that's the same the
1: front, in so pits. To get the front, as soon as possible.
0: That's the same in pits, though. Um, you know, when people like half commit, they always go to a shoulder, you know, they don't want to go like straight over their head. So they like kind yeah, of... No,
1: no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, these guys are practicing nonstop on foam pits or airbags. Get this, you know, bad habit of going over their shoulder while on our times, or phone pits weren't that great. So he didn't want to spend freaking 1500 jumps into it, you just wanted to
0: do 10. He's like,
1: you know what, 10 in a row is good. I'll just freaking go for it today. You yeah. we were over it. So you never actually had to develop that thing.
0: I actually um, got stuck upside down. I had a point where I kept getting stuck upside down off of maybe the box jump at Travis's or maybe a regular ramp. But I got really good at um, stepping through with my one foot to the side and then completing my backflip and landing on my feet. Like five feet away from the bike. <laughs> <laughs> it means yeah, I spent had, way too much time in the pit.
1: I, I remember when we thought it would be a great idea to fluff, uh Chuck's phone pit. <laughs> your first jump, you got your foot perfect and you completely you here in the phone.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and I didn't know how, how long. You were gay.
0: I don't think you on the rotator or anything. Yeah. Was,
1: the phone was so loose. There was no clue where you landed.
0: Was that Honestly. um later on when it was like there was the first part of the phone pit was empty or was that when it was still yes. like full?
1: it was like when the first like pretty much all the phone was backed up into the, the back wall.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Good times.
1: Yeah. But you know what? We're all feeling manly here and everything, and then we have guys like
0: yeah. I mean, listen, good for them. <laughs> 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 True. That's, that's like Greg. Do you remember Greg trying, uh, flips off the back of landings and shit?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go for him, man. Go get it. <laughs> I was like, you need to settle down seems this seems unsafe you need to just settle down we'll figure something out
1: <laughs> well in now what we have freaking double backflips and those front flip ramps that everyone hates and burials
0: are Aggression. you yeah are you gonna um mess with the front flip ramp again
1: i want to i already i mean Pretty much because I bought my, my own front flip brand, the one I crash on. Yeah. But it needs to be modified, so it's closer to doing all that nature. But then Travis told me that they might build a new one. It's going to be more universal for everyone. But I don't know what I'm going to do. That's why I have a natural push front flip practice. But yeah, I'm going to do it. I, I, it was fun. It was just that one crash. I, well, I did have a, a few injuries here while well learned to front flip. But it was funny. It is the progression of the sport. I know a lot of people is against it. But also people was against flip levers back in the day.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: And I think, yeah, it's, of course, it's way manlier to do a flip for regular ramps. Because it's way clear to move back from Shaolin with no flip levers. You know, it is possible, but it's, it's an aid. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to help the sport make it you know, to new grounds. It's going to be easier to do front with back front the ramps. Then it's going to
0: be to do with the weather. Is. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. Like, that's what somebody said about the flip levers. And I'm like, all it is is making what's more things possible in that. You know, it's just the same way like people complained about flip levers, but it's not necessarily, it's just making more things possible in a backflip. A front flip ramp is making more things possible in a front flip. Because otherwise yeah. you're not gonna. I mean, you see the people that do it; they're just barely getting around. So that's all it will ever be, mm-hmm. unless you mm-hmm. have. <laughs> it never mm-hmm. looks
1: in like control.
0: No, they don't look smooth. So you, what you're saying is, you need a new f- front flip ramp that sets you, that rotates you perfectly. The last one you had rotated you too much, so you need a new one that uh, rotates you no, it, it rotate, <laughs> perfectly. You were doing good, but you had too too
1: much belly. Crash, like, I went for it and the rotation fell good, but I was going like five feet higher than I should have been. So when I spot the lining, I was still like, oh, damn, I'm screwed now.
0: You couldn't uh, rev the shit out of your bike?
1: I did. I panic revved it and I leaned back tried to slow the rotation, but it wasn't way too late. That's the thing with those front flip ramps. It's like flipping a super kicker. Like, if you messed up a little bit on the takeoff, that's it. There's not much you can do. You
0: already have the momentum. You already have the
1: momentum. Yeah, correct. Like, that, that's the thing. And that was the thing with that, that front flip ramp. I front flipped it first. On the airbag, I had it every time. And then I did it once to dirt, and I kind of case and under-rotated, so I tried to preload it to get a little bit more rotation. But it gave me that extra rotation that I wanted but it also gave me a lot more air. And that was because the ramp had too much belly and that's what I'm trying to fix it, uh, make it a, a ramp that's a little bit narrower on the takeoff, so I just move forward and not
0: up. See, you just preload too hard. preload too hard. Yeah. You're a preloader. You're a preloader. Are you mocking me? No, just, I'm no, saying I'm you are. You preload super hard. preload super hard.
1: Yeah, and, and that, that was actually helping me a lot with the front foot combos because it gave me some good control of the rotation. I could speed it up or slow it down at will, but not on that ramp.
0: I got you. I got so, you. so the one at like um, Nitro Circus was easier?
1: Yeah the, one, yeah, the one at Nitro Circus, I think they used the mold of one of the old-school ramps that were really flat. So it just throws you forward. And I would hit like a regular 75-foot ramp and preload it good. And that's how I would control my rotation, like preload it, and then just hold it with my head as I was looking to the landing, and then finish the rotation every time.
0: So then, where did you get so this? Then where did you get this ramp that you got? This ramp that you got.
1: I, I built it, but we never got the original plans from it. And uh, I told these guys to build it, and they used their ramp they had, so that, that was the main problem.
0: Ah. Uh, gotcha. Well, now we're getting reverb, well, we're getting so we got uh, what we need to, talk about, we need to talk about out of the way.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being on, and hopefully, this helps people figure out how to deal with being scared, be scared and overthinking.
1: Yeah. Just remember, don't get yourself enough time to be scared. Just deal with it. Handle
0: it soon. Yeah, or like yeah, we uh, like we would do, we would just joke, around, just before joke around before shows. Keep it light. Yeah. Keep it
1: light. Yeah, don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just when, it's, when it has to happen, it's going to happen. And it has to happen, it really, I'd rather it happen soon. If it's going to go wrong, I'd rather it happen soon, early in the day, so I have enough time to go to bed. After the
0: hospital. And technically, by the time you get to the event, you should have already done all your homework and preparation. Pretty much. You said one thing to me. uh I was going to do my first flip show. And you go, success. Because luck is for people that are unprepared.
1: Oh, um, yeah, that's when I used to be a dick.
0: <laughs> Whatever, I love that statement.
1: Yeah, no, it is true. It is true, because... If you're thinking about luck, like when someone tells you, like, good luck, and you're thinking about luck, it's like you're putting too much on someone else's on faith or, or whatever you want to call it. And you have to be sure of what you're doing. And that you got to think on success. Success is for the one that's being prepared. Because luck is for the one that never, like, it's just winging it. And it's also a good thing to wing it every now and then, but it's way better to be prepared.
0: There you go. I think that that's a good good note to end. That's how I always told you after you told me that, and I would always tell people that the only way I deal with fear is by being prepared, and that's it.
1: That's pretty much it. when, When you know you're ready, fear is not as heavy as it is when you're just, like, winging it.
0: There you go. All right. We're out, people. Thank you for listening or watching or whatever.